Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Hi everybody, welcome to our online service. Uh, what a blessing it is to share the word with you today. Uh, it's the beginning of a new year. Uh, I do hope that uh, you've had some chance to rest. I do hope that you've had some time with family, maybe with friends, with loved ones. We're very thankful that we have been able to take a bit of a rest, um, our family. Uh, we've been, we were so blessed um, to y'all. To just take a few days to rest and uh, we really feel um, good after that. Uh, what we have noticed is, and we're very thankful to see that our youngest Emily, she's five now and uh, she's suddenly become a very um, confident swimmer and uh, that's really been a blessing to us as parents to know that she's safe in the water. I'm sure parents would agree. In any case, so we have had a great time and I trust that you have also had a time to rest um, our prayers continue to be with those frontline workers and medics and uh, doctors that have not had a rest. And we pray for you guys. We trust with you guys too that you would soon be able to rest as well. Uh, it's a blessing to serve. Uh, it's a blessing to share the word today. Uh, let's pray as we get into the word. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your presence with each one of us. I thank you that wherever we are gathering today, whether it be in homes, as families, or wherever we are, even those watching on their own, I thank you, Lord, for your presence right now. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your word today, Lord. Thank you that your word is alive, and that right now we choose, Lord, to submit ourselves to your word. We choose to submit ourselves to your spirit working through us and in us, Lord. And we, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and have your way in and through us, and that your name would be glorified this morning, today, as we as we join together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We, um, you know, uh, looking back at 2020, uh, we've, uh, we, get, we have mixed feelings. I've had a couple of chats with people that, that, uh, oh yeah, that look back and, and are quite, you know, most can agree it was a rough year for most. I remember a quote from a book I read many years ago. I think I read it at school. It's from Charles Dickens, and it's called The Tale of Two Cities. And I think actually the book starts like this. The book says, it says right in the beginning, it was the best of times, and it was, it was the worst of times. And when I think of 2020, uh, that kind of represents it well for me. Because in many respects, it was a really hectic year and uh, it was rough. Many of us had, have gone through many losses and adjustments and many tough things um, happened through 2020. And uh, most of us were affected. But at the same time, when I look back at 2020, I cannot but notice the goodness of God all over our lives. I cannot but notice the continued faithfulness of God visible, not only in our lives, but in so many lives around us. 
uh, I cannot but, but recognize that God's faithfulness and goodness, His hand of provision, His hand of protection, His hand of peace and His presence remained with us throughout 2020. What a blessing it is to know that God has not changed. He is the same loving and faithful Father. He is the same good God and He is with us still. So yes, it is a rough. It was a rough year, but at the same time, let's just, just keep rejoicing in the faithfulness of God and and keep being aware and recognizing that His goodness and faithfulness throughout. Um, when I, whenever I and I, I've, I had a chat to to a couple of people and towards the end of last year, and more than one said that we they're just wishing the year to be just done now. You know, we've had enough of 2020. We want to, we you know, we want to start afresh, and uh, we need a new year. We need some rest, and I think that was the key thing. Many of us just needed some good time of rest, uh, some good time out, some good time off. And uh, and whenever I think of times and seasons, when I think of times of rest and work, I'm reminded of some time that we spent with the amazing man of God called John Andrews a couple of years ago. And one of the things that he said that really challenged me is he said that he was talking about the difference between having a balanced life and having healthy and godly rhythms in your life. And uh, the gist of it, as I remember it, is that uh, a life, when we follow Christ, can never really be balanced in, in, a, in the sense that the different relationships and, and different activities and different things in our lives don't weigh the same. They don't have the same weight, they don't have the same importance, and therefore they can't really be in balance. But in any case, um, he was talking about you know creating healthy rhythms of rest and work and relationships and investing in relationships, um, and not trying to balance everything, but to to create those healthy and godly rhythms in our lives. Um, this is part of the content that we're going to be working through with in our leadership course in February. I want to really encourage you, if, if you haven't registered yet, please join us. Even if you're not able to join for the full thing, you know, some of us might not be able to join the Fridays, but, but please register. The content will bless you um, and it will be a, a, a place where you can grow and be encouraged as well. So please register for that. Um, you know, when one thinks about a new year and you know, often there's some resolutions that come with it, uh, you know, one is reminded that we work with our calendar. We are bound to a certain extent to, you know, public holidays, school terms, etc. Which means that often we take our time of rest at the same time. And we think in terms of, okay, this old, this year has passed and now it is a new year. And we are, you know, we work a lot around this calendar and these schedules, etc. But a challenging thought around that that I'm always reminded of is that God does not follow our calendar. And uh, in fact, um, the seasons that God installs, the, the seasons of God, the times and the seasons that God works through is, are not bound um, by our calendar and our timelines and um, the calendar that we, and our schedules, the calendar that we work with. So I want to just encourage someone out there that that. There are many things around God that we think um, we kind of 
think this way and that way and we we discouraged by things but God has remained the same and his times and his seasons are not swayed by what happens in the world around us actually I want to read for us uh, a little bit from first Chronicles um, uh, because you know we work with times and calendars and schedules but what is on God's heart what is what is his purpose what is his plan and I want to read uh, um, about the sons of Issachar. May we be like the sons of Issachar. And this moment in First Chronicles 12 is where there's a record given of all the men and groups that joined David and joined him uh, um, even when Saul was still alive. I'm just going to re read a little bit here from verse 1 and 2 and verse 8 and then verse 32. Um, now these were the men who came to David at Ziglag while he was still a fugitive from Saul, the son of Kishon, and they were among the mighty men, helpers in the war, armed with bows, using both the right hand and the left, and hurling stones, shooting arrows with the bow. They were of Benjamin, Saul's brethren. It goes on in verse 8. Some Gadites joined David at the stronghold in the wilderness, mighty men of valor, men trained for battle who could handle shield and spear whose faces were like faces of lions and were, and were as swift as gazelles on the mountains uh, so just to pause there briefly they you know some of these groupings i was saying these guys were trained these guys could wield swords and they give kind of the strengths of these this group and that group and then it comes to verse 32 and it says and the sons of issachar who, were, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. And what distinguished the sons of Issachar, what they were known for is that they understood times, the times and the seasons. And not only did they understand the season that they were in, not only did they understand the purpose of God for the season, but they also understood what God required of them in that season what they ought to do and our my prayer is that we would be like the sons of Issachar that even in a time of turmoil even in a time of great challenges and trials that we would be in tune with what's on God's heart that we would be continuously pressing into God's presence continuously in tune with what's on his heart what his time and his season is all about they understood this and and my prayer is that we would remain in a place of intimacy with the father that we would stay in tune that we would hear his voice and very importantly that we would be fueled that pursuit of god's purpose would be fueled by faith and not that we would be continually fueled by faith and not be immobilized by fear or uncertainty of the future you know in the season behind us um and even coming into this new year with more lockdown regulations, I've spoken to many people who feel discouraged, who feel tired even at the beginning of the year, who um, are on a place of kind of uncertainty. What's coming next? How can we prepare? After all of this, what we've gone through, there's still so many uncertainties, so many things that we don't know. Um, some even have expressed feeling a, a bit um helpless or feeling uh, like their life has a, a lack of purpose it's kind of at the mercy of the regulations and kind of not knowing which way to go uh, so many things have changed so many things we almost relied on as have changed and that has left many of us feeling feeling kind of off balance and 
I want to encourage you, if you're in that place, God knows where you're at. And He still has a purpose and a plan. And we're going to read about that in a moment. I want to actually, and actually, oh, just before I do, I feel there's some of us even have entered into a sort of a survival mode, a, a, a place where we, we kind of off balance and we're just trying to make it to the month end every month. And we're not really fulfilled. We're not really flourishing what God is calling us to do, but we're almost just going into survival mode. And if you're in that place, know that God is with you. And I'm actually going to pray for you specifically at the end. But let's read. I want to read one or two um, scriptures around this. You know, times like these, is, it's even more crucial for us to remain rooted in the Word, to remain rooted on the foundation that Jesus Christ is, to remain founded and standing firmly on the rock Jesus Christ. In times like these, it's even more important for us to, to draw near to Him. It's even more crucial for us to find our strength in Him, to find our encouragement and our hope in Him, and to hear what He has to say to us, and to hear how He's leading us, what He is calling us to do, and who He's calling us to be in this season right now. So I'm going to read two bits, and one specifically where the people of God have going through rough times, going through tumult, tumult, you know, lots of um, turmoil and difficult trials that they're facing. And one specifically, the first one from Jeremiah 29, is when the, the people of God were taken captive and uh, they were taken to Babylon and they were there to serve another king. They were forced from their homes and now they're captives and they have to serve and they have to work for this other kingdom. Uh, let's read from Jeremiah 29. This is the, you know, the Lord speaking to his people through Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Build, um, take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that you may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, on the behalf of the city. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Just to pause there, this same verse, verse 7 I want to read in, in the NLT. It says, And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. We'll get back to that in a moment. And then it goes on in verse 10. For thus says the Lord, When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans of for welfare and not for evil, uh, to give you future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. And uh, this is a well-known scripture, and we often just quote verse 11. 
But uh, we see this picture, we see this account of the, the people of God being taken captive. And within days, their whole lives were turned upside down. Within days, everything they knew basically had changed. Within days, their plans of the, for the future, their career plans, their businesses, their family plans and relationships, everything was thrown into disarray, completely upside down. Many of them were taken to a new country. And many of them had no cho choice where they would go or what they would do. They were now captives. And everything was different. Many of us feel a little bit like that. You know, plans have changed. What, what we had in mind had changed. What, you know, career plans, business plans, a lot of things have changed. And, and this was definitely not a holiday for them. They were there under duress. They were forced to leave their home too. They were forced to leave everything they knew. And what I want to point out is that even in this hectic time, we see God speaking to his people. Specifically in this rough time, God speaks to his people. And he comforts them. And I believe that's the heart of God. He comforts his people. And he speaks comfort and encouragement to his people. But what I cannot but notice is that he does not only comfort his people. He speaks very clearly purpose and direction to them as well. So not only does God comfort his people, but he speaks to them and says, do not go into a mode of just trying to survive. He says to them, basically he's saying to them, continue to live life. He's telling them to pursue relationships. He's saying, get married, have children, plant crops, you know, establish farms, be industrious. And all of these things that he actually mentions, these examples are all long-term endeavors. None of them are short-term, just, just uh, you know, short-term survival methods. All of these are long-term endeavors. And I believe in a similar way, God wants to speak hope and encouragement into your heart. Not just to make plans for now and I'm just going to make it, but He wants to speak destiny over our hearts. He wants to keep us in touch with His plan and His purpose for our lives and for us as a church, for us as a church family. Um, he's not saying just make it, just survive. His grace abounds for us to keep on flourishing and what he has prepared for us in this current season. He knew about all of this happening. And he is not surprised. And his provision abounds. And his grace abounds for each one of us. For you in your situation. For us as a church family. His grace abounds. So the question is. What is God telling us to do? What is he telling us? You know, what he's, Yes, he's speaking comfort. But. What is the direction and what is the purpose that he's speaking over us in this season? I believe that the, the messages from, from Hercules and Philip the last two weeks are absolutely crucial for this season. I want to really encourage you, if you've missed them, go on YouTube, go on our channel and catch up. Or follow the link from the Church of Home last week. But, but catch up with those two messages, speaking into God's purposes and plans for us right now. Absolutely crucial. But uh, what is God saying? What is He calling us, His church, to do in this season? What is the mandate that He has given us for right now? My question, excuse me, my question is, has, has the Great Commission been put on hold? Has, has Jesus said, listen guys, just pause that for a moment. No, He hasn't. 
has loving people and making disciples, has that also been put on hold under the current lockdown regulations? No. I believe God wants us to refresh vision and, and reconnect with His mandate and reconnect with His mandate for us to love people, to make disciples and to, to see His kingdom come. Yes, it may be different. It may look different the way we do things, the way we approach it, but His mandate has not changed. Uh, just this week, uh, we had a conversation here at the office around what it means for us as a church to be relevant. Uh, a lot of people have a lot to say about this. And uh, many people are saying you know, how important it is for churches to be relevant in their current environment and culture and their local community. Actually, I got an email recently with somebody. The email was headed up where the heading was, uh, Five Signs Your Church is Becoming Irrelevant. So a lot of people have things to say about what relevance means. And even more people have, have, have great convictions and things to say about what the church should be doing right now. And more specifically, what we as a church family should be doing. And, uh, and I was, we were reminded, I was reminded of uh, what our founding pastor always used to say. And what he said, I believe, is very important. He said that what is the most important when talking about relevance the most important thing is who determines what relevance means. Who determines what it means for us as a church to be relevant. And what he was saying is that church leaders do not determine what, what it means for us to be relevant. And the society around us cannot determine what it means for the body of Christ to be relevant. God himself, the, the head of the body. He is the one that determines how we are meant to be relevant in our, in our community, in our situation. God himself is the one who determines who, what it is for us to be relevant. And I want to encourage you with that. Don't be swayed by this thing and that thing and this email and that email. But keep, let us keep our eyes and let us keep our ears close to what God is saying. Let us keep in tune with what he's saying to us right now. How he's leading us which may be different from the church down the road, yes, but let's keep in tune and let's trust God to speak clearly to us. And I want to ask that you would continue to pray for, your, for our church leaders, that you would continue to pray as we seek God's face, as we trust to follow and how He leads us. And I want to ask that to you, for you to send on any words or revelations of what you believe God is saying to us as a church as well. Send them on to us. But keep praying for us, please. I want to actually um, ask this question. So how do we stay in tune with God's season and His plan and uh, His purpose? Firstly, I want to say for the absolute crucial thing is for us to stay rooted in the Word, in the Bible, in the Scriptures, and to stay rooted in prayer. I'm so encouraged to hear about many groups being formed, many uh, French you know, groups of friends just doing Bible, reading plans together, or small groups reading through the Bible in a year together, following those reading plans, and encouraging one another to, one another to study Scripture together, you know, reading the Scripture together you know, online, and even, even when they aren't able to meet, to read the Scriptures, and then just to discuss, and, you know, and then to ask the question, how do I apply this in my situation? How do I apply this in my life? And that's the number one. Stay rooted in the Word. Stay rooted in prayer. 
then I would say stay connected in fellowship. Um, stay in a place where you are uh, challenged to grow, but also where you receive support, a place where you can be a blessing, a place where you can receive encouragement, a small group maybe where you can um, where you can give and receive, a place where you can be open for correction um, and a place where we can grow. I want to say that what's absolutely crucial is for us to grow in discernment. In discernment not only of, of what is of God, not only of what God is saying and discerning His voice and discerning His will, but also to discern what is going on around us that is not of God. It's so easy to us to, you know, to follow something or to fall into like a flow of what's happening to, on social media or somewhere around us. And I want to encourage us to trust God, to stand in faith for us, to grow in discernment of what God is warning us against and what we should be careful of and stay in, to stay in tune with what He is saying, where He is leading us. So stay connected in a place of, um, of fellowship as well. And I want to say that another crucial thing is to keep the central things central. What is God saying? What is at the heart of the gospel? What is, um, you know, for us to keep that central thing central, to keep loving people, following Jesus, making disciples, the central things, the basic things, to keep them central. Amen. I want to encourage you, if you find your place in a, find yourself in a place where all of this seems too much, maybe you're in the place of just that survival mode of just wanting to, Make it to the end of the month. I want to encourage you that just as God spoke to those people in, in a captivity, He knows, He still knows the plans that He has for you. He still knows the good things He has prepared for you. Still hang in there. Make sure you are connected. Make sure you get connected if you're not into a small group where you can be encouraged, where you can be supported through this difficult time. I want to invite you to follow the link below the sermon. Uh, if you if you want to connect with a group like that and you aren't in a group, please follow that link. We'd love to get in touch with you. And finally, I want to close with the with the scripture from Acts. And what happened is the this, the apostles prayed for a man who was lame from birth and he was healed and instant instantly he was he could walk again. And everybody around um, a lot of people witnessed this and it was a big uproar about it and and then they were taken they were arrested for preaching about jesus and this was happened next in verse 18 from acts chapter 4 so they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of jesus but peter and john answered them whether it is right in the sight of god to listen to you rather than to god you must judge for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard but when they further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom the sign of healing was performed was, was more than 40 years old, and he was lame from birth. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God. They started to pray together. They started imploring God. started to you know, pray around this thing that has happened. They were arrested for preaching the name of Jesus and they were told not to do it. And then verse 30, 29. Um, and now, Lord, this is the part of their prayer. Now, Lord, look upon your their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness 
while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. It is my prayer that even in this time of trial, even in this time of uncertainty, even in this time of of it seems to have that there are so many restrictions that we would continue to boldly preach the word, to boldly love people, to boldly follow the commands um, to the Great Commission, to to trust. Not, and we, we recognize here that they were not oblivious to their circumstance. And they prayed about that. But what they asked is that Lord said, even in the face of this, these trials, even in the face of opposition, even in the face of restrictions, Lord, grant us greater boldness, grant us boldness to continue to do what you have called us to do. Not to stop, not to lose sight of our mandate, but to continue in what God has called us to do. I pray that God would grant us that same boldness, that, that when we pray together, that we would again be filled with the Spirit, that we would with a new, in a new way be filled with the Spirit, to continue with boldness to continue walking in His will, to continue seeing His kingdom come. And my prayer is that that um, whatever you are facing, that you would be able to trust for the same. Um, I trust that for a renewed hope to rise up in our hearts, for a, a, a refreshed vision, a refreshed mandate to stir in us, so that we, the Holy Spirit would re- refresh that in us and stir us with hope and with encouragement to do God's will. Um, and I want to encourage you, if you're in a place of survival mode, we, I'm trusting, I'm praying right now for new hope and new encouragement, new strength, grace to hear God's, God's word for you, to hear God's voice. Um, and I trust for that new renewed purpose, uh, that fresh vision, refreshed vision. Um, and before I pray, I want to encourage you, please remember to, to register for the leadership course. Join us there. Um, and I really, my prayer, my, I'm trusting that for us to keep in tune, like the sons of Issachar, to keep in tune with what God is saying in every time, in every season, that we would continue with great boldness to pursue His kingdom and His purpose. Um, let's pray together. Father, I thank You for Your Word today. I thank You for this time together. Lord, let your kingdom come, Lord, in and through our lives. Lord, deliver us from fear. Deliver us from insecurities and, and uncertainties, Lord. Deliver us and when we feel so immobilized by everything that's going on and everything that's uncertain, deliver us from that. And Lord, grant us that we, with, with great boldness, we would continue to seek your face. We would continue to do your will. We would continue to walk in obedience to your great commission. We would continue to love people and follow Jesus. And we would continue to, as we follow Christ, make disciples. Lord, that, that you would see in you do great miracles among us as we see your kingdom come. I pray for each one that's feeling overwhelmed, that's feeling discouraged. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd stir hope in our hearts, Lord. That you encourage us by the power of your Spirit. And I thank you, Lord, that as we connect with one another, that we would encourage one another. Keep on following Jesus in this season. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord.
Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria. Pretoria.